This is Channel 253. In this episode of We Art Tacoma. I moved back to um, Tacoma because, you know, you can take the girl out of Tacoma. <laughs> you can't take the Tacoma out of the girl, I'm telling you. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. This is the We Art Tacoma podcast. Welcome back to another episode of We Art Tacoma. I'm your host, Eric Hanberg. I am Doug Mackey. Doug Mackey. I thought you were a producer, Doug. <laughs> you who's, me, Doug you, who's Doug Mackey? You caught me off guard. I just remembered that I have to talk, too. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, the other person who's going to talk this episode is Dr. Kimberly Keith, who is the executive director of Hilltop Artists. And uh, she has a lot to say. And they're doing some really interesting things. One of my favorite quotes is... Uh, Two pumps is two pumps is an ornament and three pumps is a pumpkin. So uh, <laughs> listen for that. Here we go. Well, we are here for another episode with Dr. Kimberly Keith. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So you are the executive director of Hilltop Artists. Can you tell uh, our listeners a little bit about uh, that nonprofit if they haven't heard of it? Sure. Hilltop Artists is a youth development program here in Tacoma that uses uh, glass art as a means of connecting young people from diverse social and economic backgrounds to better futures. And so that's what we do. Uh, Art and glass making is at the center, but relationship building and mentoring and many other aspects of our program uh, that allow young people to acquire 21st century skills, critical thinking skills and to, uh, you know, make great decisions as members (laughs) of our community. Uh, That's really what we do. So uh, you have a a shop, you know, with uh, the glory holes and and all the cool glass blowing things at Jason Lee. Um, And it's really cool because you get to let those, let those kids like blow glass and they get really, you know, right up in, molten glass with giant furnaces, I can totally see how that might inspire someone uh, to, uh, to do more interesting things, um, you know, and take a, take a good path. Oh, definitely. And um, our program, it was um, founded back in 1994 by a local gallerist named Kathy Kaparik. And then uh, a friend of hers, you might've heard of Dale Chihuly. And, uh, I've back, heard it mentioned, yes. <laughs> yeah. Back in uh, 1994, there were a lot of young people at a loose end in this town uh, because there was a lot of uh, lack of opportunity, but then also a lot of gang activity, a lot of drug activity, a lot of things going on. And uh, Dale and Kathy wanted to create a place and a program uh, where young people could come learn art and have something to do and just kind of keep their hands and minds occupied. And that's what glass blowing in particular does. It's a, it's a team oriented activity. You don't generally blow glass by yourself. You do that with two, three, four other people. 
And while you're learning to create uh, cups and bowls and bases and different things, you are learning uh, verbal communication skills, nonverbal communication skills, how to do specific tasks and activities in a group. You're learning to anticipate the needs of others and yourself. You're learning how to design objects. You're learning the critical thinking pieces to get from that vat of molten glass in our furnace that uh, is sitting there, 700 pounds of it, 2100 wow. degrees. Wow. Uh, get that to look like a vase, you know, or um, a pumpkin. That's one thing that our students make that people really love are our glass pumpkins. And so, um, yeah, it's a really interesting opportunity for young people. And uh, you did mention that we have a hot shop at Jason Lee. We also work in partnership with Tacoma Public Schools over at Wilson High School. So there's another hot shop there. And um, I didn't realize that. that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And that program is part of CTE, Career and Technical Education. And so uh, juniors and seniors can take uh, that as a, a technical class over at Wilson. And then at both locations, we have after-school programs and summer programs that are available to young people all over Pierce County. So you don't have to be enrolled at Jason Lee or Wilson to be able to participate in those programs. And then young people who uh, matriculate through our daytime electives and our after-school and summer program, and they learn a few skills, they are often invited to be on team production which is our program of advanced students who actually make the items that we sell in our gallery and the items that we sell at our luncheon and at different um, fundraising sales throughout the year. Those, stu those students earn a stipend for doing that work, for doing that production. And then when those items are sold, then the, the money from the sales goes back into the organization to pay for those stipends for students. Yeah. And so yeah. it creates this virtuous circle of uh, learning and organizational support for Hilltop artists. And so um, it's a really interesting model. We've been around for 26 years and we actually um, <laughs> have a staff person that's been around for 26 years. I'll give a shout out to Greg Piercy, who was one of those original folks going out into the community and finding young people to participate in this program. And then over time, um, he taught himself how to make glass and how to blow glass. And he has been one of the instructors in our program for, for donkey years. What a cool story. Yeah. What's your, what's your background? How did you end up uh, at, at Hilltop Artists and uh, in the world of glass? Well, interestingly, um, I am a Hilltop native, Hilltop girl, born and bred. Um, I grew up three blocks from Jason Lee. Okay. And I am a mixed race person. My mother is uh, white. My father is black. And um, I was raised by my single mom um, here on the Hilltop. And so I'm very much one of the students that would go to this program if it had been available back in the 70s. I would have totally been there. Um, but as it, as it was, I did art in 
school here. I went to um, Bryant Elementary, Jason Lee Middle School Stadium High School. And at Stadium High School, I did um, stained glass, which I'm looking at a window that I made when I was 17 years old. That's cool. still here. And cool. this house is the house I grew up in. My mom's been here um, for 51 years. Um, and so I was always interested in the arts. I went to college to do uh, my undergraduate was uh, fine arts and studio art. And then I started working in museums after college. I went to the Evergreen State College for my undergrad. Um, and then eventually I wound up working at the Museum of Glass. I was hired before the museum opened on uh, 2001 to create community-based uh, education programs. And so I developed a number of different activities that took place both inside and outside of the museum, uh, most notable of which in my um, heart and in my mind was the Raymond Hall Women's Project, where I worked with young women who were in maximum security detention at Raymond Hall, uh, Pierce County Juvenile Court facility here in Tacoma. And as it turned out, um, the program was brought to Hilltop Artists from Museum of Glass in 2009. And then in 2010, it was renamed Arts Connect. Mm -hmm. so that's another program that we continue to run. We have Arts Connect One for young women who are in the diversion program, which is part of the, the criminal court system. And we have Arts Connect Two, which is for young women in dependency and truancy, which is in the civil part of the juvenile court. And so that program is at Hilltop Artists and has been around for nine or 10 years. Um, in the intervening time, uh, I left the Museum of Glass when my position was eliminated in 2005. And I still was very curious about um, how museums work, how the arts work. And at the time I had been doing a master's in nonprofit leadership at Seattle University. And um, so I was still curious. And so I decided that um, I wanted to go back to London, which is a city I have loved all of my life. And I'd lived there a couple of times. And so I did uh, my PhD over in London at Goldsmiths, which is part of the University of London. And I looked at how policy influenced the practice of museum curators and staff when they engaged with the other. And I was specifically looking at black people. So uh, African-American and black British, Afro-Caribbean people and art museums, because there were certain um, policies that drove our engagement when we created the Raymond Hall Women's Project at the Museum of Glass. Uh, there were certain policies that led to my position being eliminated. And so I had a lot of questions about um, when a museum states its core values, um, how is it that some of those values are funded from soft funds? and some are funded from core funds and where the funds are drawn from uh, has a really profound effect on the duration of the relationships. That's interesting. And so that's what I was curious about and that's what I did over in London and I was there for like nine years. And oh, awesome. I moved back to um, Tacoma because, you know, you can take the girl out of Tacoma. <laughs> you can't take the Tacoma out of the girl, I'm telling you. 
And so uh, I came back here and um, had my own uh, LLC where I was doing substantive copy editing and book reviews for academics and PhD students. And so I did that uh, all virtually and worked with students in Germany and Peru and Hong Kong. (laughs) And um, but I was still, you know, looking for what I wanted to do when I grew up, you know. (laughs) And so when the position of executive director at Hilltop Artists came open, I was like, that's my job. I have to go and get my job. (laughs) I mean, that's my my program that I created. And that's blast. And that's, you know, my junior high school and and all of those things. And um, so I very enthusiastically applied for the position and very fortunately uh, was granted the position. And so I've now been with Hilltop Artists for three and a half years. Wow. And it's one of those things where, you know, I, like I said earlier, I am really a Hilltop girl and I am very much a Hilltop artist and the students that we work with, that's me. And so as I'm doing my work, it's really important that, you know, I am a role model and I take that position really seriously. And it's like, you know, this black girl from Hilltop, you know, went on to get a PhD and is living her dream, doing a job that she's passionate about. And so Everybody could do that if, you know, given the right set of circumstances and the right kind of support. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that, um, you know, as the director at Hilltop, I have an open door policy for our students and our staff. And I have students when we're in session and in school, you know, they come in and they um, talk with me about whatever is on their mind and however I can support them. And you know, I understand that um, visual learning is not for everybody and not everybody is like super book smart. And so going to the nth degree with education is not for everyone, but learning and education is for everyone. And so I think that it's important that um, we encourage students to explore vocational education, technical education, as well as traditional two and four year college where um, you might do a lot of book learning, a lot of visual learning. But um, as you can imagine, we work with lots of kinesthetic, physical learners who need to move around a lot. And um, so I'm super thankful that we have our program because so many young people need to have that. They need to have an education that's catered to their learning style and catered to them. That's great. So that's one of the things that we do as well. And then, of course, uh, this year was a big year because you uh, were recognized as the Washington State Organization of the Year, which if I understand correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, not just like out of arts nonprofits, but just like out of all nonprofits, uh, Washington State gave you the gold star. Is that right? That is correct. And you know what? It's not even just nonprofits. It's organizations. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Well, congratulations. And thank you very much. We were very proud to be honored by uh, Lieutenant Governor Cyrus Habib 
at the governor's mansion to receive this award and uh Lori Jenkins presented it to us and oh, so wow. it's incredibly special because she's been so supportive of us over the years and uh it was just really exciting um the award you know tends to go to other geographic regions <laughs> uh. so it was exciting <laughs> as a Pierce County organization to receive this recognition for our county and for what we do. And um, it was just really special. And the folks that are, um, you know, the, the governors that voted on that award, uh, it was just really special that yeah. they, they looked at all these different organizations across the, the state and they, uh, they deemed us worthy and uh, and so it was really exciting because, um, as I said earlier, yes, we create art and we teach young people how to make art, but our program is so much more than that. It is really working with the whole child and it is working with them to get to the best futures possible for, for each young person. And part of what we do is we have a wraparound outreach program where young people that are experiencing homelessness or food insecurity or any types of issues that present barriers to them getting to those better futures, we connect them to the social service agencies and individuals in the community that can help them out. And that is more important today as we're doing virtual programming than it was even this time last year. And as much as we have lots of families and parents who um, have either lost or reduced their, their livelihoods, and we have many young people facing lots of challenges right now. And so I'm very thankful that we have relationships with, uh, you know, shared housing, the REACH Center, uh, St. Vincent de Paul, many different services in our community to connect those young people to those, as well as um, our own, because we, we of course, have uh, our furnace was turned off for almost six months. And, um, you know, we've been doing a very tactile type program virtually. Yeah. <laughs> since uh april and so that's been interesting but we do meet with our young people four times a week online and we have been um, creating activity kits that we take out to them we deliver to them so they have art materials and tools for creating things and then our instructors have time where they they just have just group discussion so students can, uh, you know, talk with each other and do that kind of learning, virtual learning. And then our staff have office hours. And so if students don't want to um, talk in the group, that they can talk individually with uh, instructors. And so we have been doing, uh, you know, so many different things to keep young people engaged. And if any of you have been with teenagers for the last few months, you can imagine and you know <laughs> how difficult that is, um, especially, you know, getting them up in the morning and wanting to do projects. And um, we've been working on two international projects during this time. And... Um, 
one of them is with uh, the company Laguna B over in uh, Murano, Italy. This was supposed to be our first year that we sent two student ambassadors to Laguna in June, but obviously we couldn't do that. And so we've been working with their designers online uh, for our students to create a set of uh, tableware based on the theme of nature. And so one student made a plate or drew a, designed a plate that looks like a leaf and another one designed a tumbler that has like oak rings on the bottom of the tumbler and someone else drew a, a chandelier and another student made a centerpiece that is like a little tree that has uh, rings set in the branches where you put little glass jars for condiments. And um, so they were super creative working with these designers from Italy on this project, but getting them up for nine o'clock classes. <laughs> oh, a little bit of a challenge, huh? That was a huge challenge, but we're um, looking forward to the, the designs getting really dialed in and then they're going to get sent over to the designers at Laguna B and then they're going to make a set of uh, what the students have designed. And then Hopefully, fingers crossed. We were supposed to go there this year, and then their kids were supposed to come here next yeah. May. And we are hoping that they're going to be able to come to visit us in Tacoma, and we're hoping that they can come during the um, gas conference, the Glass Art Society conference, which is going to be hosted here in Tacoma. Oh, cool! Uh, at in May next year, and so we're just crossing our fingers and toes and hoping. Yeah. No, we can move forward. Yeah. Well, I want to take a, a very quick uh, sponsor break. And then when we come back, I want to keep that focus on uh, what's coming up next and how you see uh, uh, the future of uh, Hilltop Artists rolling out. So we'll be back. This is Nate Bowling, Alaska Air MVP and host of the Nerd Farmer podcast. There are three places I call home right now. The first is Tacoma, OBS. The second is Abu Dhabi, where I'm teaching for the next two years. And the third place I feel like home is on board an Alaska Airlines flight, sipping on Northwest beer and watching free movies. When you spend as much time on an airplane as I do, you come to appreciate the finer things that Alaska Airlines provides. It's because at Alaska, customer service comes first. I see it in all the little details that make the experience of flying better. Free messaging and free movies on select flights, and of course, that signature fruit and cheese plate. When I fly, I don't even look at the travel sites. I go straight to alaskaair.com and book. Thank you, Alaska Airlines, for your longtime support of Channel 253. And we are back. Thank you to our sponsors. And thank you so much to the members of Channel 253 who support what we're doing. We've got some cool new things coming to our members. If you want to be the first to hear about that, you can go to channel253.com slash membership, $4 a month or $40 a year, something special coming to the members soon. So uh, my little preview of that. And we are back then with uh, Dr. Kimberly Keith to talk about Hilltop Artists. Uh, you mentioned that, that the furnace has been turned off for like the last six months. Is that the furnace that, ho- that holds the, the molten glass? Is that what's off right now? Yes, that has been off for a number of months. And... Very fortunately, we have um, 
been negotiating with the Tacoma Public Schools because, of course, our our programs are 100% housed in Tacoma right. Public School buildings. And so, of course, those have been closed for a number of months. But um, we've just been discussing with them turning our furnaces on again, which we did last week. Okay. And then we are going to be working with very small groups of our adult alumni students and our instructors, our Hilltop Artists instructors, uh, starting next week to create the centerpieces for our fundraiser. Oh. Uh, usually each October, we have the Better Futures Luncheon. Yep, I've been to that. Well, thank you very much for <laughs> your attendance. And so you know that it's a really fun time. We have centerpieces on the tables that our students make, and then we have student speakers, and it's usually a really fun event, and we have pumpkins for sale and all of that. And so we are trying to shift our fundraiser to a virtual platform. And I think so far we've done a great job planning for it. And so fingers crossed again. Um, But we are going to have the uh, Better Futures Celebration Week, October um, 13th through the 16th. Great. And so we each of those days, we're going to be releasing short videos from our students and our staff. And then we're going to have a keynote speaker. We're going to announce the the winner of the Greg Piercy Award and all of the, the different elements of what we would do in our luncheon, in addition to uh, selling our lovely centerpieces and pumpkins. And so in order to have those, we need we need to make them. You got to so. get them. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I, I have been I have purchased uh, some of the Hilltop artists uh, when you have like the glass sales mm-hmm. and things like that. I've, I, I, it's been a, a good place to get some gifts. Um, in fact, I, I gave a thank you to uh, uh, so Alaska Airlines really got us off the ground as a network. And I gave them a piece of glass that I bought at Hilltop Artists um, awesome. as, as, a, as a I don't think I've, I've said that publicly, but as a, as a thank you, it was a really nice piece. And it was in there. It was very close to their colors. I wanted something that had their colors. So um, awesome. I just I just love the sale. And uh, it's, it's such a great community thing with with the schools now being kind of in this weird, they don't quite know what to do. So that, you know, it's online and it's remote and maybe students will be back later. What do you think Hilltop Artists will be doing in like in the next couple months with the students, the, the same kind of things you've been doing or how do you see that unrolling with uh, the, these changes? Um, the same type in that it's going to be online and that we're going to be using um, Zoom platform, which we've been using so far, but we are, um, as I mentioned, we have daytime classes at Jason Lee and at Wilson. And so we're building out the daytime curriculum right now for those classes. And so we'll be offering that in alignment with what the, the schools are uh, offering. And so right now, I believe that that means um, one synchronous lesson and three asynchronous lessons each week for each group, because there's going to be like an A cohort and a B cohort. Yeah. And so um, right now we're designing and developing all of that. And then also really figuring out out a way that we can work together across the high school and the middle school um, instructors that we have 
so that we're working smarter and not harder. And yeah. so, for example, having certain instructors um, doing demos on how to do hand building and sculpting, because right now we want to focus on that rather than blowing because you can't, you know, yeah. unsafe. But having said that, our staff have been working with staff at um, Glassy Baby and Pilchuck Glass School and other organizations to actually build tools that allow for um, for hands for for mouth free blowing and making. I hadn't and even so, thought about that, that that there's that yeah. that element of breath that is now so uh -huh. worrisome. That's really interesting. Yeah. And so they have made some incredible tools with like foot pedals that open um blocks and then these um <laughs> I don't even know what you would call them, but you know that like a bottom bowl. of the sphygmometer for your air your blood pressure cup. Yeah, the, the, the so squeezy using thing. one of those. Yes, exactly. So using one of those with a rubber tube that goes into a fitted mouthpiece over the blowpipe. And so they've got it to where you can do two squeezes and that's like an ornament and three squeezes is a pumpkin, you know? <laughs> and so they've really been figuring out how you can do these things um, with potentially just two people yeah because you always need somebody that's not on the bench that's you're going to be able to tap the piece off and they're going to grab it with the kevlar gloves and put it in the annealer right so you always need at least two people but getting a lot of the mechanics down to just using one person for a lot of the physical stuff they've been working on that for months and it's really exciting what they've done because um this alumni program that we're kicking off next week, we're just, that's one of our new programs that we have developed um, with the support of Tacoma Creates. And so these young people are gonna be able to learn how to use different tools and have new ways to express themselves during a really um, difficult time where, you know, a lot of folks haven't been uh, working in studios at all because it just hasn't been possible. Yeah. So we're looking towards that as being something new and exciting. And then um, we're going to move forward, like I said, with our daytime classes. And then we're also building an after-school program. And so fingers crossed again, I, I'm ever hopeful that students that are doing online learning all day will want to do an online enrichment program after school. But, <laughs> all, but all of this is to be determined. I totally get it. Yeah, it is. It's all TBD. And um, so all we can do is try. We can put it out there and um, just hope that, you know, there's plenty of young people across our city and our county and our country that are interested in this process and this. Mm -hmm. And so I hope that we can get some folks uh, interested. And our after school and our summer program, we've had um, a number of homeschool youth that have participated in that for the last few years. And so I'm hoping that um, even if they can't access our daytime curriculum and programming, they could uh, participate in our after school and our, our summer offerings. And so we're gonna keep moving forward uh, reaching out to young people and meeting with young people uh, as much as we can, because the relationships are the key. Those mentoring relationships that our teaching artists make with the students in all of our programs, 
that's the heart of what we do. And so we just continue to do that to the best of our ability. And it's great when, um, you know, our instructors have an opportunity to take the art kits out and they can actually see a student, you know, socially distanced and give them their, their bag of materials and then, you know, talk with them briefly about what the, the programming is going to be like. And this summer we did a really great partnership project with Alchemy Skateboarding here in town. And um, we had a number of students who made their own skateboard decks. They, they designed <laughs> them. And then if they finished their whole project, um, we got them trucks and wheels and grip tape so that they made their own skateboards this summer. And so that was really exciting. That's and, very, very cool. And so it's not glass, but it's still using all of those creative, you yeah. know, skills and it's still coming together and um, talking and meeting with your friends and sharing with your mentors. And so, yeah, I think we have a really special program that fits in, uh, you know, a couple of different niches. That's really wonderful. If someone has been inspired uh, by this, how can they support, uh, support Hilltop Artists right now? Well, we always appreciate donations of any size. And our uh, website is hilltopartist.org. And we do have a donate section there. Um, we would love for people to join in with our Better Future celebration in October. So that's October 13th to the 16th. There's information about that on our website as well. If you would like to host a virtual table, and those tables are free but we are asking people to collect their friends and family yeah. to um, watch some of those videos and tune in for the couple of live events that we'll have. And so, yeah, there's lots of, of ways to um, support us and we appreciate all of it. Um, the other international project we're working on is with Laura Quinn, who's an Irish artist and we're doing a, a piece where students are going to be um, creating words out of glass stringers and you can make it make them over like tea lights and stuff and she has a lot of different um design elements that are really interesting and uh a lot of really different work and so somebody just donated a, a mac to us and we're we're downloading a bunch of software that's only going to be on this mac and students will get to share that in the future and then watch Laura Quinn videos and stuff. And so it's really wonderful. You know, I hadn't, you know, I was like, when we got the offer, I was like, sure, we actually have a, a need for that right now. <laughs> and so we sometimes um, take Max and somebody yeah. donated a camera to us and different things. And so there's always ways that you can um, help and, and support us. But okay. Well, I will make sure that I put the, the URL in the show notes uh, so that people can find it. And I really, um, oh, I, I almost forgot to ask you my, my standard question that I end this with. Is there another organization or person or artist in the Tacoma community that you would want to give a shout out to who you think is doing great work to, to enrich the, the Tacoma artistic community? Could be a person, could be an organization. Well, creative and artistic. One of my favorites is Second Cycle. Oh, interesting. And I think that Noah Struthers. Are you Struthers, a biker? 
You know, I wish that I was. I mean, <laughs> I used to be. Hope springs eternal. But um, I think that Noah Struthers is a, an incredibly creative and talented artist in his own right. And what he has done creating Second Cycle, this community bike shop, I think is really amazing. I love I love Second Cycle. That's where I take my bike to get it uh, worked on because I like to support, you know, a nonprofit like that. That's a really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a great, great spot. Great. Well, thank you so much. And again, thank you for taking the time to share more about uh, Hilltop Artists. Well, thank you very much, Eric. I really appreciate the opportunity. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. We Art Tacoma is part of the Channel 253 podcast network. Check out our other shows. Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, Move to Tacoma, Taco Man, Flounder's B-Team, Crossing Division, Citizen Tacoma, What Say You, and Give Me the Mic. This is Channel 253.